Like, there's coaches out there that can explain shit so well on the fitness and nutrition side. I can too, but I always talk about the benefits, like, of mentality-wise that you get from it, of actually showing up consistently, tracking your food. Like, how good do you feel when you really, you're on point with your diet, your exercise, and all of this other stuff? You know, it does want, yeah, it does good for the body, but really it does wonders for the mind. Like the body's a byproduct of just what you've created and constructed over time. You know, like if you show up consistently every single day and if you hit your macros on point and your training on point and all this other stuff, then ultimately you will build that security and confidence that you're always looking for. Like it's always just the physical aspect that people say they show up for at first. I just say when I have a client, but Ultimately, it always equals out into being something with a men mental mentality problem or confidence issue and all that stuff. You know, it all stems from within. But once you really day by day, just fix yourself externally, like your internal gets fixed just as well. And that's just what it is. But that's all done through. Yeah. Tracking the numbers, like you say, in like a database, like I track mine in an app. I actually have an app that I have people tracking on. But um, all that stuff's so important. Like, yeah, people can just look at it and you know, they can measure out and just do, let's say, portion control and stuff like that without tracking. But tracking is really if you want to get like really good results. And that's where it's at, you know. Damn. No, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Well, I yeah. don't know. What about like enjoying life and enjoying a cookie every once in a while? Is that bad? Yeah, I mean, no, that's that's why that's why I say macros is good because so you can fit all that in the macros, you know. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I have that stuff, but I just fit it in the macros. You know, carbs, honestly, carbs is carbs, um, where however you want to <laughs> take it, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, 200 grams of cookie carbs is the same thing. as It's just the only thing is just the micronutrients. Just, everything's different like that, really. Um, but, and at the end of the day, if you hit your numbers on point, I mean, I still feel confident within myself when I hit my numbers because I'm like oh shit at least I hit my numbers you know like even though I might have ate something bad I still know that I hit my numbers but I mean yeah that's just what it that's why like I say tracking is good because you can go all these places you can take your macros anywhere you go you know what I'm saying so you can take them anywhere mm. you go that's why it's so important to know yeah do you, do you prefer that over like a specific like diet like keto or Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, because that's what people get in the mindset of that they have to have this like rigid carnival or something like that diet. But I mean, just have a balanced amount of <laughs> proteins, proteins, fats, and carbs, and I mean, you're gonna get the results you want. You know, you don't really have to do all this. Like, don't overcomplicate it. Just simplify it. You know, you just like body weight, carbs, lean body mass, protein, and fill in the rest with fats. Like probably like forty grams, and then that's it. Like that's what I've done for everybody. He's gotten them results. Um, there are some people that came to me though, and they're like, I can't have any carbs, like no carbs. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Well, and I just work with that and then they still get results. But yeah, some people, some people are strict with that though. There's this lady, she was like an anesthesiologist. She was like, I know my body, so I can't have any carbs. So I was like, okay. So I just, like I said, I just like upped her proteins and gave her healthy fats and stuff like that. And then, you know, she dropped a couple pounds and built some muscle. So. Sometimes you got to work with it, yeah. That's a good point. What about, like, food sensitivity, then? I was wondering if I should get that test where you can find out what you're sensitive to. Does that help at all, knowing what you're sensitive to? Oh, bro, I'm not even sure. I never even heard about that. I never even heard about that in my life, bro. Food sensitivity, yeah. No, only thing similar to that, <laughs> I guess, it's like, it's like what people are used to, you know? Like, what people, I mean, not used to, what people are allergic to. 
you know, like certain foods they're allergic to. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about food sensitivity. Now, some people, if they do have problems with that food, like nuts, if they can't have any nuts because it gets uh, something with women, I don't know. It's, she explained to me, I, I completely forgot. But anyway, yeah, she can't have that. So just cancel <laughs> out just cancel out the nuts and, um, you know, anything like that. Usually they tell me, though, you know, because I would hate for them to find out or for me to find out. So I usually ask questions like that <laughs> beforehand, you know. That's good. How did, how did you learn all this stuff? Like, what made you, how did you input I just, all that yeah. data in your brain? You didn't go I mean, to school I, for this? No, I don't know. Not at all. No, I just got the, I just hired mentors. Like I hired the best people in the space. It was like Gary Vee and Mike Vacanti. They were, um, not Gary Vee. Wait, he was Gary Vee's trainer. Jordan Syed. Jordan Syed and Mike Vacanti. Okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was Gary Vee's personal trainer and stuff. And I just hired them as mentors, learned under them, learned under, People just did a bunch of research and people could find the answers out there on the internet. But like you said a while ago, like some people would like to have a mentor to keep them accountable and hold them to their word, you know? And then that's why, that's why it's so important, the mentorship and everything. Cause, and that's why mine is important as well, because this is, I, like I say, I put it into like a more mental aspect rather than just physical, but because I always feel like, like I said, I always feel like the body is just a byproduct of what you constructed over time. But yeah, man, just, Pushing that knowledge in my... This is the crazy thing, though. This is the crazy thing. So I would... Like, I was just boxing at first. Like I said, I was just helping people out with their problems. I never even knew you could really charge for this stuff. So within, like, a year and a half, I just consumed a bunch of knowledge at once. And I, I learned all this stuff just within, like, a year and a half. And then I got people massive reser- results, you know. And it all comes down to that. Like, how... how what, what results can you produce? Like, I have no certificates, but I've gotten people massive results. You know, and I have it all over my website. I post it all over my Instagram and stuff like that. And um, got results for myself, you know. So it just comes down to that. Mm-hmm. It's impressive that you're able to do all of this without the qualifications that most other people in the same level as you have. You know, you you just mm-hmm. like skipped the schools. You're like, I don't need that. I can do it by myself. I'll find my own way. And you just... And you did that, you know, step by step. Um, to go back a bit uh, on something that you mentioned, which was the macros and the micros. So this is something I've heard a lot in, when it comes to working out and like from nutritionists. But to be honest, I have no idea what do they mean. Like, what what are, what are macros? What are micros? What how do they fit into your workout regime? Yeah, no, macros is just, like I said, your proteins, fats, and carbs. And I mean, carbs give you fuel for your workout. Fats uh, balance your hormones and protein builds muscle. I mean, that's it's pretty much as simple as that, you know. I hate to overcomplicate it because it's really simple. Um, and then the micronutrients is like the vitamins and the minerals and all that stuff in there. You see uh, like vitamin D and then the sodium. It's all the mi- micronutrients in the foods. And that's what I was talking about, like. A cookie, of course, the nutrition balance is, is way off in that because the protein's low, the carbs are high, and all of that stuff. You know, sugar's high. and But if you meet your carbs on a day ba- daily basis with that, then, I mean, sure, you know, you can have some. But, but to get that mental clarity, you really want to fit it into your macros, something like potatoes and sweet potatoes and uh, stuff like that. You know, it, it's like the com this the complex carbs rather than the simple carbs but that's why it's important to know your macros because you can fit it into that 
And I mean, that's pretty much the basis of what it is. You know, I, like I said, I don't really go too, too much depth into explaining it, but um, I mean, yeah, the micronutrients, macronutrients, I used to not, I used to forget what that was, but, but the micros, (laughs) like I said, yeah, it's it's like the, but it's hard to forget it. Cause I mean, if you really, if you really track it and learn it, like I said, you can take it anywhere. That's why I don't like giving meal plans specifically. Like, okay, you're going to eat exactly this and this and this. I mean, some people do that. Some people like that. And I mean, sure, you know, we could do that. But normally for like the ideal client, I would just, you know, make them and you can't really teach anybody macros, but you just explain it mm-hmm. to them, sp- explain it to them and they track their macros and then they learn over time pretty quick, you know, because it, like I said, it's pretty simple. I mean, you turn the back, you turn the, the label around on the box and then you just look at, oh, how much proteins, fats and carbs does this have? You know, it's pretty simple. Yeah. So this is obviously a lot of information for your client to process and like to, right, right. to take in and like learn it. Um, so how do you get them to commit? Because like I said, I always draw them in for the mentality aspect. So I'm like, no, this, this isn't going to just change your body. It's going to change your whole fucking life because you're going to get your nutrition on point. You're going to change your body. You're going to change how you look at yourself in the mirror. And then ultimately that's going to change how you feel mm-hmm. about yourself. And then your people's going to respect you more. You're going to respect you more. You know, nobody respects a person who fails to invest in themselves. Who, who brings the lesser version of themselves possible. And that's why people like me only hold you to the best possible version in which you could be, you know. Everything in which you thought you couldn't do, like, I'm going to make you fucking do it. Because you can push, you, you, like I say, like I say all the time, I say this all the time, like, you can't push past your current capabilities if you never, if you never do something that you think you're not capable of. So most people think that they're not capable of the simple shit, which is just getting up every day and tracking their stuff, training, and all of this. This is why I preach the fitness aspect so much because, I mean, you can alleviate any negative mindset if you just stick to your diet plan consistently. And if you just hit the ground real quick and do some push-ups or burpees, you know, it, it may alleviate mm-hmm. that stress, that future anxiety of a problem that may never even come into existence or a thought of something in the past, like past regression or something like that. And I'm like, th- these are the tools that I use to change my life all throughout the course of my 18 years of living and um like this is the thing that's going to work for you too you know for real man i mean the thing for me i found out was working out gives you more energy than when you first came in you ever feel that way guys where it's like oh i'm gonna go work out and you'd think that working out would make you tired because you're working out (laughs) and you know you're getting your heart rate up and stuff you know and you're sweating and but then Afterwards, I always feel I get like a little high, honestly, off of working out, especially when it's a really good like workout. I'm like, damn, I feel good. I feel awake. I feel, you know, like I want to take over the world. Yeah, I'm ready to do more stuff, you know, dude, 100 percent. But like, that's what I that's what I say about it. It's like I was I used to chase the high off of this external shit, like the alcohol and pills and all this stuff. But now I'm chasing the high off of workout. And honestly, like I say, it's like the be- it's better. It's a better feeling than any of that other shit, any narcotic or drug that you can possibly take. I took, and I it, this has never felt any better. You know, any better than that, like that natural high you get because there's no regret tied to it. You know, you build up karmic debt from even the smallest mm. things, like not just the biggest things. 
like mm. taking this doing that or getting arrested or any of that shit like even the littlest things disrespecting yourself your subconscious takes note of it so every time you do miss that meal or workout you know you feel that less value of yourself you feel you feel less confident and less secure because the more work you put forth the more worth is provided it's as simple as that the more work you put forth into yourself on a daily basis the more worthy confident and secure you'll feel so i mean that's just what it is and that's why like that's why i have to get that natural high from doing my burpees and everything like that like if any problem arises i'm just like oh fuck that i just do some burpees it doesn't work all the time but most of the times <laughs> if you do that if you do that follow followed up by self-talk and all of this other stuff then it, it will work if your habits are aligned and if you do that oh yeah for sure I love how you just mentioned, like, if any problem arises, fuck it. I'm just doing burpees. That's it. <laughs> dude, in the, store, in the store. Crash, in the store. Step outside. <laughs> Bruh, <laughs> dude. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I do that in, um, in John, class. You mentioned, uh, <laughs> John, you mentioned karmic uh, depth. Could you explain a bit more what you understand about it? Yeah, it's like every time you disrespect. So if you if your conscience knows, like if you're exposed to something of a higher truth. So let's just say, you know that not tracking your macros fully is. I'll take it back to macros. So you, let's just say you know that tra not tracking your macros fully is like a form of disrespecting yourself. And if you choose to do it once you were already exposed to it, that it was it is a form of disrespect. Then that karmic debt is going to build up over time each time you do it because you're disrespecting yourself and you're choosing to do that to yourself. And like I said, your subconscious takes note. So if you keep doing that over and over and over again, every time when I was disrespecting myself with the drink and the drugs and all this stuff and disrespecting my family and all of this, uh, getting in trouble with the law, getting arrested, that karmic debt kept building up over time. I didn't knew, know anything about karmic debt, but you know, eventually that landed me in a place where I didn't want to be, you know, because it kept building up. It's like, It's like in school. I get something simple as that in school. If you keep doing like this wrong, this wrong, it builds up and then you get expelled. You know, something bad will happen in your life. And that's yeah. why I tell people you have to change now, you know, so that karmic debt can go away and you can just pay it off by actually doing what's right in life. Because if you keep down this path of disrespecting yourself, then it's not going to end up good, you know, like keep ignoring your conscience because you're here, but you can be here like at a way more elevated state, at a way more higher frequency. If you just choose to, follow down the daily disciplines and habits of creating the best self possible. For yeah, real, man. No, I complete that. It's that is a very strong point. Okay. So I want to ask you a bit about, um, the culture of working out nowadays. Because right now we have a really weird in the United States of freedom. You're in Louisiana, I'm in Los Angeles, you know, besides in the UK. There are people who say, okay, we're in the body positivity movement. You can be any size you want, any shape you want, and that's beautiful. No, you know, what do they call it? Big and beautiful. <laughs> and then <laughs> you have people like Joe Rogan, right, who are catching popularity, and they're the complete opposite. They're like insane, you know, workout, frenzy, you know, like get in insane shape, you know, testosterone, all that jazz. And I don't know what to make of it, you know? I've definitely heard people say that working out or people who are, like, like in, in your, like, body shape, you know, they would say that, oh, they're maybe 
jocks, you know, or douchebags yeah. or something like that. Sorry, yeah, a lot no of people offense. I don't mean to. <laughs> and I don't mean to, you know, call offense, but I'm just calling it out. I'm calling out the culture, man. I'm here to expose the culture. Right, right. So yeah. let's expose it together. No, exactly, dude. A lot of people say that, but it's just a form of insecurity within themselves. Because honestly, I mean, if you look in the mirror and if you're not proud of what the fuck is looking back, I can't. You, I can never accept something less of myself of everything in which I could be. I mean, why did would you lie to yourself though? Like, if you really look in the mirror and if you really don't like anything about you, if you really don't like what you see in the mirror, and if you fail to change it, that's just a form of disrespect and selfishness, karmic debt yeah. yet again, you know. And I mean, honestly. If you're a man, like if you're a dude with tits, right? I mean, that's just, that's the biggest form of disrespect ever because you can't come home. Like, like I say, you, I mean, <laughs> now you're possessing, now you're possessing forms of like a whole nother gender, dude. Like that's not a, what a man should be. A man, like in moves and everything, you know, they're, they're physically fit. What dude does not want to wake up? What dude wants to wake up more broke, fat, and less disciplined? You know, every dude wants to wake up more jacked, more ripped, more rich, you know, all of this stuff. So, I, I mean, I do at least, you know, so I'm going to strive every day to bring the best possible version of me to everybody else. But I mean, expect, and this is what, what I talk about, tying a greater purpose to your goals. Like I do fitness because not just because of the bicep vein and all of this stuff. I do it, get up to feel better, but I also do it to bring the best version of me to my future wife and kids. I'm constructing the best version of myself so my kid can look at me like a fucking superhero, you know, so my wife looks at me, my chick looks at me. Like with my shirt off, all jacked, ripped, you know, tan, veins popping everywhere. I mean, that's just that's just what it is, you know. And I always tell people that, like, people really want to change their physique. I mean, because they're feeling like shit about themselves, they're insecure, and all of this stuff. Like, okay, if you're so confident within yourself, take your fucking shirt off then. Exactly, you know. Then they don't. But and that's and it's the hard truth. But it's love, you know. You're not you're not gonna lie to somebody you love. So you tell them what they need to change, so they can change it. Because they got there from compassion from compassionate all this shit you know um this this desirable pleasurable stuff so the moment you give them that compression something they're not used to is good because why would you give them something that destroyed them in the first place you know it's just mm -hmm. not good and i mean that's what i talk about i don't i never understood how people could really be in love with themselves um physically if mm -hmm. they're choosing like if they really don't like something about themselves and they're choosing to stay at that level I mean, I never understood that. So I always call people up to, I don't just go around on the street criticizing people, like just yelling at them <laughs> because they're fat or something or skinny. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> like if they're really looking for uh, criticism and if they're really wanting to change, but they're failing to, then I mean, you know, you have to give it to them because that's what they need. For real, man. I like that. You know, 100%. I think it's all about like optimizing, you know, you are who you are. You just want to tweak the things to get better yeah. and better and better. And what are you doing if you're not pushing yourself to get better? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's like the idle minds of devil's playground. So if you're not forward progressing towards something in the future, then you're past regressing, you know, like you're leveling down, you're downgrading because like I said, you're worried about some future anxiety that may happen. Like I said earlier, or some past regression, something that happened in the past. But if you always stay forward progressing in the moment, you always stay in flow state. It's like that workflow you get, you know, and um, like conversations like this keep you in the present moment. And like I said, you can't really truly be in the present moment if you're not proud of who you are. If you, you're not proud of who you presently are, your presence, you know. But I'm proud of my presence because, I mean, 
I'm a good, I'm a good dude. You know, I follow what I set out for myself on a daily basis and I'm Jack. So I'm always going to enjoy the moments because I enjoy myself. And then that's, that goes back to that. You know, I mean, if you look in the mirror and if you're not enjoying yourself, then you're not going to enjoy the moments out there. Mm-hmm. But that's why it's so good yeah. to keep continuously work towards something, you know, no matter what that is, just always progressing in life. So you don't pass regress or think of some negative shit or create those negative scenarios in your mind from being idle and bored. Damn. So could you share with us some of the negative thoughts that maybe you thought of? Oh, dude, I want to take people's head off when I don't get up on my wake up time. Like, fuck, I'm so angry whenever and they're all of this stuff when I get when I when I when I in the morning in the morning when I wake up, I'm like, I'm so negative when I wake up in the morning. My God, I didn't get enough yeah. sleep. I didn't do this. Like, golly, why is this person talking to me? I'm going to go to the gym and everybody's going to start fucking talking to me and I don't want to talk to them. But then but then <laughs> but then I but then I get in that that I do my morning process. You know, I read and reflect. I think of the person that I, I want to be and don't want to be. And then I do some ab workout or something. And then I love everybody else. And I love the world because I'm, excuse me, I'm putting forth the work in myself, bettering myself and I'm loving myself. All it is, is I'm raising my frequency level. So, I mean, you know, when you wake up, nobody, I don't, I don't really, I can't, I fail to believe that everybody's at this high frequency when they first wake up in the morning. I mean, frequency is like, you don't see any negative problem negative side of that problem you only see the positive sides of life because i mean like i said you're in flow state that's another form of like i said frequency and you're just vibing high you know and i do that yeah. after my morning process so i mean yeah i wake up negative as fuck until i do my morning process and then i'm positive then i can go out into the world and give what i'm receiving in internally which is positivity and that's what all we have to do in life but yeah if yeah. i don't do any of that then it's it's negative super negative for real the baseline is negative and then you got to work on it to be positive. Yeah. And that's why people seek out all these things, man. People seek out all the, the bad stuff in life, you know, like the alcohol demon, right? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the alcohol demon. What's your, what's your take on con the consumption of alcohol, right? It's a, it's legal, you know, so people do it, mm -hmm. but is it really good for you? No, it's, I mean, I don't bash people that drink alcohol or anything, but I don't because like I got, like I said, the last two times I tried to drink alcohol, I tried to like in my life. So I cannot drink alcohol because I would get all these negative thoughts, like anything. It would just it'd be so negative. And I oh, mean, wow. it, all it is, yeah, all it is, is if you're dealing with an internal problem and if you seek externally for a solution like alcohol, the problem will keep arriving because you're escaping it at that moment. But if you truly sit deep in the pain, like I do every single day and I figure out what's wrong. You know, you have to seek deep in the pain and you have to feel what you're feeling and you have to reflect on it because that's how you get better. You got to create an action and goal plan to conquer what you're feeling negative inside. You can't just keep running away from it, you know, and the gym can be a vice. Sometimes the gym can be running away from your problems if you're not actively looking for a solution to solve it, you know? So, yeah. And that's the biggest thing in life. Like people fail, to find the solution because they're always running away from the problem. So do the alcohol and vices. And I used to do that all the time. I used to do that all the fucking time. I used to do that. I used to think that would be working. I would fill my void in loneliness with something that caused more void and loneliness. You know, like that, like that quote goes like losing happiness in the same place you lose it. You can't do that. You have to seek yeah. and sit in the pain and isolation within yourself internally and 
really find out what's wrong and where you went wrong. And that's why having such a structured process and system and the one in which I teach is so good because you know where you went wrong because you know that you have to do this, that, that. And if you don't do any of this, then you'll go negative. But if you do all of it, then you will stay positive no matter what's happening. Like I always say, if you create that person internally, the most utmost positive individual internally through pursuing those daily habits that align you to a more positive state of mind, then no matter what's happening externally out into the world, you'll always be a peace of mind because you've created this person internally that can weather anything. So that's why, and that's mm-hmm. what this, yeah. and this shit all stems from uh, physically training and tracking your, your nutrition. Like it all stems from that. But yeah, the alcohol, and even when people say they just do it like socially and stuff, I mean, I'll never do that because I hold such high standards for myself. Plus, if my daughter sees me drinking or something in the future, maybe one of my kids see me drinking and they drink and then they're a bunch, a bu- they're around a bunch of weird ass dudes and I don't know, you know, anything could happen. So I'll never drink. But like I said, I don't just go around criticizing people for it. Yeah. Um, John, do you mind if I share a personal story with you? Yeah, go um, for it. So you, I had a friend um, a few years back who tried to end their life as well. And he was like very in a rough spot mentally and he felt very lonely and he was also living alone at the same time and he was having a bad relationship with his parents. So eventually he had to be checked into a psych ward and he had to stay there for six to eight months. And it was very tough, you know, seeing him in that, in that place. But eventually once he got out, I, I took him in, he lived with me for a couple of months and, and things started to change for him. Cause like, I was just this, I was just like always being positive around him and, being around also my my family members he was also seeing how like positive they were so it kind of like changed his outlook and i even showed him so i have like in my old house when i was back in lebanon i would go sit on my balcony and call it like my temple of zen so like Mm -hmm. because it has a very nice view and it's we're also like living in the mountains so it's it was very chill and relaxing so i'd sit him with me and we just sit there and talk and it was it was very nice to see like the way his his will to live completely changed after exiting the psych ward and you know removing all these thoughts from his head so and now he's he's actually now starting his own business and he's making money he's enjoying life and it's good to see that he also has his own support group now and he's able to move on. So I, I kind of also wanted to see if you have that support group now. Oh, yeah, bro, I do. 100%. Like, that's what I've created over time is this group of men and women that hold you accountable to your best self. That's why I've preached the mentality part so much because it goes way deeper, like, you know, I do a lot of outreach a day because it feels like I have, it feels like you're changing somebody's life. Like I got a call from this, I think he's 50 something years old and he called me. It, we, I did a podcast with him. He hosted me on a podcast and he was telling me about how he was having these suicidal thoughts and stuff. And he checked himself into a psych ward and he said, 
he, he said, oh, I try to t- call a therapist and stuff, but um, they said they were only available on Tuesday. And I was like, well, what the fuck is that? Dude, you could call me two in the morning and I'll answer the phone, you know? And then we kept talking and then I was basically just telling him how you have this simple ass problem that you've magnified over time, especially as a man, you know? And he had, he's, he's a person that has no family or anything like that. So that's why something like yeah. this is so important. You know, I don't believe in family like it's just blood. So if you get around people, elevated individuals who have a mindset, the one in which you wish to possess, then you'll elevate with them, you know, just as that guy did with you and your family. And basically he called me and then that's what happened. We, we talked and, um, and mind you, this guy is like 50 something and I'm 18. Like I said, I don't believe in age and numbers. I believe in age and wisdom, not numbers, you know? So after we talked, he was like, dude, if anything wrong goes on, like you're the first person I call. And then he takes me this huge ass paragraph and everything about how I completely humbled him and changed his perspective in life and all of this stuff. Like, and now how he's, he has like two jobs now he's working, he has his apartment and he's doing good for himself, which is good, you know? And, uh, and I had the exact same experience, you know, I got checked into a psych unit and all this stuff, but, and that's where I did most of my reflection and everything because I was, you know, isolated at that time. So I really saw the pain I was causing to everybody else. You know, and then yeah. this is why I preached the program going back to what you said, because they wanted to prescribe me to, they prescribed me to the therapist and put me on meds and all this stuff, wanted me to uh, take me to rehab and all this. But I was like, no, I don't need any of that. You know, I didn't, I didn't really listen to him or anything like that. So there was yeah. like this, this thing that happened with like the last time I used, I don't know, we stole some stuff, stole some alcohol and drank and all that stuff. And then it was like okay. on a North Carolina trip, me and my friend we came back and that that was another night I tried to take my life. But then we came back and then I'm telling you this. So, you know, I was at the lowest point, my downfall and now I'm here. So yeah, we came back and then I saw yeah, the yeah. pain I was causing to everybody else. And I was like, Oh shit, you know, this is really having more an effect on them than it is me myself, you know? So I was realizing that I was being selfish. I was realizing that I was being selfish as fuck. And the hardest thing for, for me to do was to give, my uh dad a hug and tell him i'm sorry you know that was like the hardest thing ever for me to do so like i didn't i don't i can't i didn't even remember the last time i did that um last time i did it so after i reflected and i saw the pain i was causing to them that's what i did you know i gave him a hug i told him i was sorry and we just we both broke down in tears and started crying yeah. and everything but um i mean that's just what it is like if you have the main point is if you have a support group and everything that holds you accountable and every time you're going negative you know like, to just fucking slap you and say that, dude, just just keep winning in life. Like, actually, like I said, forward progress towards something in the future, better yourself mentally, physically, so you're not dealing with or you're not dealt with any of this past depression bullshit that you call um, anxiety mm-hmm. or depression or anything like that. Like, I don't even participate in any of that stuff because I just, I keep winning in life, keep elevating. I don't, I don't get in the, I don't exist in my own, want, in the bounds of what my wants and needs. I exist within yeah. the wants and needs of others, and ultimately that helps me in return. You know, if you outwardly give what you want to inwardly receive, then you will receive positivity if you give it out. If you help somebody else mm-hmm. out with their problem, you know. Of course, and it's it really does depend on the energy that you give out. Uh, and when you mentioned that the hardest thing for you to do was to hug someone and uh, someone that was dear to you, and to say sorry you're basically asking for forgiveness like and that the act of asking for forgiveness is a is a truly vulnerable 
position to be in. How how did that make you feel? Well, it made me feel extremely good because that's the thing. Like on the frequency chart, it has acceptance as one of the highest forms of uh, like positivity you could feel. So if yeah. you truly accept that you are like a piece of shit and you're being selfish and you're feeling like this type of way because of this happened, and if you accept it and if you take accountability for it, which all we should all do, but that's what people have most problems with is taking accountability for their own actions, you know. That's why it's yeah. most needed to be done because once you do that, then you get this enlightened feeling that you never thought was possible because you did something that was hardest for you. You know, nobody wants to do it, which is why it's most needed to be done. So the moment you accept what you've done and you blame it on yourself and you get out of that victimized mindset, then you will get substantial amounts of clarity back in return. And that's what I did. That's all I did. I just accepted what I've done finally for once instead of ignoring my conscience over time. Because when you ignore your conscience, it just magnifies. You know, once you say yeah. that, no, I am like something is wrong with me that nobody else is dealing with or some shit like that. that and then, you know, once you, once you get in that mindset, then it just keeps multiplying and magnifying. So if you accept it and if you look what others are dealing with, like somebody just, somebody just lost their kid in my school like two days ago. So I'm not worried about any okay. problem, little problem that I'm dealing with because that's huge for a parent to deal with that. So, you know, I'm not yeah, going to do with that. Yeah. Wow. So also you, you said you were checked into the psych ward. Um, did they teach you like the 12 step rule or something that 12 steps thing, or is that, that doesn't happen in the psych ward? Well, they did a lot of like meditative stuff, like giving you sheets and um, shit like that. But that the craziest thing, they never really taught anybody physical activity. I mean, mm -hmm. now with my process and system that yeah. I use to elevate everybody else, I mean, I teach them these daily disciplines to be wake up early, be consistent, you know, hold your word to yourself um get active you know every time you're feeling negative drop down and do some burpees or something you know mm -hmm. or anything like that that they do and then that like if I'm telling you to do them burpees bro they they really they help suck, you dude. to get your <laughs> <laughs> they dig dude. oh my gosh and it, i mean they get your your blood oxidation level moving sure. your blood flowing and all of that stuff you know because mm -hmm. you can't you can't think your way into doing something positive you have to actively move into positive action which then yeah, yeah. then equals out to positive thinking you know so if you i'm imagining moving, you just being the most ripped guy in the psych ward just like doing burpees every dude, day yeah. it's like <laughs> i was i was shadow boxing in there because i was boxing at the time <laughs> i was competing and stuff and i mean there is in there there was dudes there's different types of uh mental hospitals and stuff but this one was like there we was on i think it was on a block but on e block they had like 22 dudes in there and i was like Oh shit! Like I we don't want to go in there because they just me mug you, and I was like, you gotta stay physically ready just in case if anything happened because you cross them in the line, uh, going on your way to the lunchroom yeah. or whatever, and then they me mug you and like what's gonna happen? So I don't know. You just always had the need to feel it to to get physically ready, you know, for anything yeah. that would happen. But yeah, my friend when he was in the psych ward, he he met some very interesting people that lived with him, and some of them were like really funny. It was just weird odd types but yeah just, like one of them was a, fun, a schizophrenic that would just always have funny stories to share i don't know if you encountered any funny people as well in the psych ward <laughs> dude. <laughs> dude oh my gosh yeah i mean there's uh there's really weird people but there's also fun like we're all meditating and then <laughs> i open my eyes and then i see somebody look at me and you start bust out laughing and then 
and then we all have our <laughs> eyes closed. We all have our eyes closed, and then we just hear somebody punch somebody, and then the, the girls like, um, the voices told me to do it, and they were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> you know, because honestly, when you go in there, when you go in there, there's just a lot of depressed people. I mean, they're not really yeah. like crazy, crazy in that type of that type of psych unit, but um, I mean, there might be your few. You know, there's some people having seizures. Uh, it's not funny, but like, I don't know. She was just staring at the wall and shit, and I was like, "What it was like? What is going on?" And like, she would not respond to anything. I never see so, seen somebody like that's a seizure. My mom's a nurse. She told me that's what it was, but uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And then we all had to go in our rooms, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." You know, so there's there's a few weird things. Some girl got pregnant or something there's some drug deals happening oh wow you know, but, yeah. oh my god but, but, um, <laughs> um, yeah. word. man that kid <laughs> things Bro. go down in, in the yeah. Psych yeah. <laughs> it, it does, yeah um it's so wild to me that i miss being a kid you know i miss being super young and a teenager and i feel like that was a great time and i feel like those were the times where i had no responsibilities, just living life, you know, mm. hanging out, just worrying about like dumb stuff, you know what I mean? Having a good time. Now, you know, I'm older, I have all these responsibilities and stuff. And now life is kind of like catching up on me and I have to, you know, do more. And I kind of wish, you know, I could go back to being a teenager in school. But it's so crazy that I feel like a lot of kids nowadays are super sad depressed anxious you know going through some shit man and it's like i don't understand it you know going into gangs doing crime doing drugs right i feel like when you're a kid you're supposed to be so like innocent and shit you know so how does it how well, what's happening like what's gone what's gone on dude it's just like these... massive yes yeah, it's just massive validation issues like that's what stemmed that's what stemmed from mine in the first place when i got arrested for these felonies and stuff was because of that you know it's because of the validation issue i got I hung around people that were going down the wrong path it was like the the biggest don't drug dealer in the city at the time mm-hmm. and, and not mine not sims Court, but marksville and then sort of hanging around his little brother and then you know, started smoking weed. That's where it started from. That's where it stemmed from. And then we started trying to get, doing stuff to, to get money for that. And then it all just ended up and just a whole huge just fuck up. But that's, a, it just stemmed from like, not really validating themselves with what they do. So they feel insecure with themselves. So they try to seek it outwardly for other people. And it's crazy because some men actually still do that. Like some men still go out drinking and participating in stuff that's completely disrespectful to their families and not aligned with the person they want to be mentally or physically, you know, but I mean, if you look around, I'm still in high school, um, 18, mm-hmm. my habits are aligned, you know, with the person I want to become in the future. So, I mean, like I said, it's just, it's just that perspective. This wisdom is applicable to anybody out there at any age, you know, 18, 30, 40, 50, you know, all it, all it comes down to is your habits and actions align like mine are. That's why I don't seek ex- uh, externally, outwardly for any validation towards the people that are doing that kind of stuff you know i mean and also because i've experienced that stuff already as a kid at a young age at like 14 started getting into it 13 14 whatever the gang violence and all this stuff um but it's just just like void to me now i have no interest in it other people do because they see it as cool and stuff like this and everybody else is doing it and they're not listening to their conscience but it's it's hard to at a young age at that, I guess, because 
like I said, you're easily influenced. Um, but if you get exposed, this is the thing. It all comes down to like the law of exposure. If you get exposed to these universal truths and topics, and if you really know what's wrong for you to do, then your conscience calls you and it pulls you to everything in which you should be doing. Even though if you're doing what you shouldn't be doing, your conscience calls you to greater. And then that's what it did for me. So I knew that karmic debt build up over time, mm -hmm. every time I didn't, and I failed to adhere to my conscience. And I was like, oh, I'm tired of this shit. You know, I'm tired of all this. So that's when I took accountability and it just built up. And I really listened to that little small voice inside that was calling me to greater rather, greater rather than the 10 voices that were calling me to this bullshit, you know. But, dude, and it's just massive. I mean, it's just massive pleasure. Like, we, we're, we're so acceptable and we have it easy now, you know, especially people at my school, the ones I'm talking about. Uh, I mean, like, back then, didn't we just have, like, hard, not me, of course, but I'm talking about way back then, it was just, like, mainly just hard labor and communication, mm -hmm. and that's what everybody needed, you know. I mean, that, that's really, that's all it is, and that's what I do now. I just do, like, massive physical activity that puts me out of the mind and body aspect and puts me in a way higher frequency because now I'm connected, like, with the soul and everything, you know. Like, when the mind and body fail, the soul takes over, so... And I mean, that's just what it is. Like, like I said, ma manual labor, like hard labor and communication. So this right here is communication. Like I said, if you connect and communicate with people that want to be at the position of like the utmost highest position possible or are at the highest position possible, a way more elevated mindset than yours. And I mean, you hang around people like that or on the same path as you, then, you know, I mean, you connect with them, then you will be more susceptible to that. Uh, higher calling in life but if you hang around people that of course you know i mean your vibe attracts your tribe you know who you hang around is ultimately who you're gonna come out to be so that's one of the reasons that's one of the ways where your external environment can change your internal state like i said i'm always a huge believer of if you create that person internally you can take that person anywhere externally onto the world and you know you won't be affected but in some cases you know who you hang around externally will affect you internally so most definitely. I mean, yeah. I truly believe in that you're the person uh, you're the f person that's the sum of the five closest people you surround yourself with or something like that. Yeah. Mm. And I truly uh, like I'm totally aware of it, you know, and for my friends too, like when they surround themselves with not great people, I'm like, dude, you got to because that's going to rub off on your energy and that's going to rub off on my energy. And I don't want that. Mm. <laughs> so we got to figure something out here. You know what I mean? And you know, it's like, I want to be surrounding myself with guys like you, John, you know, it's like, you know, I need that courage, you know, it's like, I want to mm -hmm. be going to the store and doing, you know, crunches or being in class <laughs> and doing, you know, yeah. burpees, you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't even, I get, I get a bit shy, man, you know, I want to do it, you know what I mean? But it's like, I just wish I was surrounded by, you know, badass motherfuckers like yourself, you understand where it's, I could just, everyone's doing that and I can oh, be comfortable doing it. Yeah, 100%. Is this a high frequency or low frequency? Like, I'm in the gym, I'm in the store, like, fucking yelling and cursing on my phone, recording everything around. People's looking at me. Like, I post that shit all the time on my Instagram because, <laughs> I mean, if you, have, if you have a message out there that really works, and I mean, you have to preach it, you know? And then I, I'm a naturally introverted person. Like, I, I mean, I think a lot of people are, but, but um, I mean, dude, I would, like, so, so introverted. And then, um... Every time when, my, like I said, my habits are aligned and I'm at that high frequency state of mind, I'm so extroverted. Like, I'm, I'm a very extroverted person. Like, I talk to everybody. And 
yeah, I keep a certain amount of group of people close to me, but I talk to everybody, like every fucking body, because I mean, I don't, I don't just completely close out the people that may need help, you know, because everybody, they are, like I said, you, you know, your people, they affect you. So that means if I'm hanging around lower level people, then they'll get affected by me. But I don't just hang around them because I choose to, like, sometimes I have to. So I'm just like, whatever, you know, like they're going to learn something, <laughs> you know, so, um. I mean, yeah, that's just what it is, dude. But and, and that's one of the biggest things for confidence. So if you're naturally uh, introverted, do something ext- extroverted. That's actually what I do on my programs too. Sometimes is when a person is, let's say, like shy or something or introverted, then you know you just create habits, like I did, create habits and actions that are introverted, and then you just break out of that stage because over time. You know, you show up 1% better every fucking day. And then over time, it builds, it adds up to something big at the end of the year. You know, and that's what I've constructed. You know, this person that can really go anywhere and walk into any room, no matter no matter who's in there, and really feel confident, secure, and validated within himself because of what he's done and overcome. He overcame what's most hardest for him. So he has the utmost confidence, uh, security, and validation because he's done that, you know? Yeah. Man. Uh, I completely agree with that because you really want to keep your energy up at all times, mm-hmm. you know. And Ali, like you said, the sum of five people, the the most closest five people around you, really rubs off on you. So you want to keep those people to you want them to be also high energy, just like you. And those are those have been amazing, amazing points laid in this podcast, guys. Like, man, for real. This is what I'm talking about, man. We got to elevate our energy, man. We got to make it dude. to the next level. <laughs> All of us, dude. What are you doing if you're not going to the next level? For real. Dude, exactly. Like, this, is your, this is your one life that you're living, man. You're not going to get it back. You're not going to get this year back. Another year is passing. You're doing nothing. You're sitting on your couch watching the next episode of Euphoria, dude. What the heck? Dude? <laughs> Seriously, dude. Him, and you're not getting anything, dude. For real, dude. What are these kids doing nowadays? You know what I mean? It's like for real. It's like Yeah, they'll they'll have that quote You sharks, wanna <laughs> Sharks wake sharks wake up and start biting it. shit. And then it's like, dude, you just you look like you've been biting a fucking cheeseburger for like ten years straight, bro. Like God dude, please, <laughs> please, I'm like, please, dude. Like Okay, I have. I want to ask you one thing, John. Um, is it when you when you get really swole? And this is a dumb question, but I want to know: Do you impress more girls or guys? Dude, typically, dudes. The dudes. <laughs> um, that's not even a thing. <laughs> it's not even a question. It's it's both. Trust me, it's it's both. Because um, I mean, when I was like really skinny, there's a lot of girls that didn't look my way. But now it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just so it's the competition's over with. Because obviously, at my age, there's not a lot of jacked eighteen year olds. I mean, you know, there's a lot of out of shape 18 year olds and 16, for, 17, for 20, 20, whatever, you know. So, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you get jacked, it's like, there's way less. Did you know that there's more millionaires than there are people with six packs? It's like a, it's a statistic thing in the United States or something like that. I'm like, God wow. Damn. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I'm like, holy shit, you know. So, if you get jacked, I mean, it's pretty much, if I, if, like, I was on this cruise recently and I just walked around with my shirt off and everybody everybody was going crazy and i was like that's all i have to do i don't even have to go anywhere else i just walk around the cruise jacked all the time like i was walking up and down the floors literally like working on my phone just because i was so proud of like, how jacked and and what a good person i was i wasn't drinking or anything i mean i'm like oh shit you know so 
I mean, I even pulled this cleaning lady's number. She was kind of cute, but then I found out. Then I found out she had. Snap, man! But then I found I found out she had like a husband and two kids. I'm like, bro, you know that's not that's not like honest, like on her Instagram. But anyway, yeah, I mean that's that's the thing, dude. That's that's the thing. It's like people really allow themselves to just let go and and chase these pleasurable desires out there, which all equal out into something is not good. You know, they're not happy with themselves, but when you really chase that purposeful feeling, then you look at your body and you do have the six pack and you're like, Oh shit, you know, you weren't chasing the external result. You were really creating the person that can uh, achieve the external result. And that's what I do every day. Just achieve that feeling, that internal grateful state. And then externally, all this other stuff is just the byproduct of it. Okay. Speaking of six packs, John, I have one question about this. What is the best workout oh, in your experience that gets you a six pack? Oh, reverse crunches. Dude, that's like the only one people need. <laughs> I made a whole video about that. Like I don't normally, I mainly make videos about mindset, but that was one I did make about fitness. It's like uh, the reverse crunch is definitely because I'm going to get a little nerdy, but like it, uh, muscle is built and most muscle is tore on the eccentric movement. So like whenever you're, like releasing down and getting that full mm-hmm. stretch. And then that's what a reverse crunch is. You know, it's basically just like getting that full stretch at the bottom and releasing. So that's where most muscle is built, you know, so why I wouldn't like reverse crunches and there's videos all over the internet that says that like reverse crunches are like the best, best one, but really <clears throat> there is, I mean, there's exercises you could do to bring them out more, but it's mainly done through the diet, you know, to really just dropping the fat and getting more, muscle muscular and then lean and then yeah. over time yeah so reverse crunches i'm gonna i like gonna it we gotta try that, that one now yeah i need to get dude after he said that statistics about the abs and millionaire thing i was like dude i yeah, gotta stop crunching tired. cheetos i gotta do there. more reverse crunches and that's the message that's the message for real dude what do you think side um i'm stuck on the reverse crunches bro i want the i want that six pack <laughs> but that's the thing but you can't a lot of people a lot of people think that they can build muscle over fat but like i say like, no like you got to get rid of the fat in order to 100%. build the muscle you know so yeah Adi, you got oh, anything yeah. else to add? oh no i was gonna have you sign out now but yeah life's good brother life is good john thank you so much for coming on to the show it's it's been very inspirational the stories that you've been sharing and also the the workout info that you've been giving us it's taught us a lot Mm-hmm. guys if you've enjoyed the podcast just as much as we have please subscribe share <laughs> like and you know how we sign out salute to cover the camera oh shit